Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. Um, today, we are joined by Elizabeth McKinney and Gabe Freeman. Um, I'm labeling them as SGA executives, our new president and vice president, but they are involved in so many other ways on campus. Um, most importantly, maybe right now, because we're in the heat of the summer, they are also orientation student leaders, um, but they've definitely got a lot going on and they definitely do a lot for our university. Thank you two for being here today. Absolutely. We're happy to be here, Gavin. Yeah, I can't wait to start. Okay, so um, let's get to know you guys a little bit because um, you have new roles in SGA. Um, you have prominent roles on campus. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, what even brought you to Louisiana Tech in the first place. So Elizabeth, talk about why Louisiana Tech was your choice. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm actually from St. Francisville, Louisiana. It's a small town in South Louisiana. Um, and honestly, my entire life I was going to be – an LSU Tiger like it was just in my blood whole family has gone there aunts uncles grandparents cousins siblings all of it so I was actually the first person to stray away from that and um it kind of started because my older sister was currently at LSU and I really just wanted to get out and see some other schools see you know what it would be like to I guess not really be around my comfort zone mm-hmm. And so I actually came up here to Tech to get a tour. Lots of the St. Francisville locals are actually Tech alumni. So plenty of them were pushing me to come up here for a tour. They were just saying that I genuinely would be so surprised. And honestly, growing up, I kind of just always thought of Tech as like the engineering school. Mm-hmm. So That school up north. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so it was never really that school that I looked too much into. Um, but once I came up for my tour, I – you know, had a great time hanging out with my student recruiter. It felt like, you know, she had known me for years as opposed to 30 minutes that we were together. Um, found lots of really cool connections that kind of drew me in more and more. Lots of things that I found interesting that I wanted to know more about. But honestly, I wouldn't really get the chance to know more about if I didn't go here. So um, in a strange turn of events, instead of going to that school down in Baton Rouge that shall not be named. Um, I actually ended up coming to Tech, and I have loved it ever since. It's been so much fun. Jumped into involvement pretty immediately because that's kind of how I've always been, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. high school and everything. Wanted to be involved right away, but um, can't say I regret it one bit. Never look back, huh? Absolutely not. Never look back. Um, And a senior marketing major, right? Yes. Okay, how'd you settle on marketing? Oh, that is a question of the century. Um, so, a, so I, I was a marketing major, too, and I got that question a lot, too. So I know what it's like to try to answer that question. So give, oh, yeah. just give it your best shot, you know. So I actually started off in, uh, this is so funny, in construction engineering technology. Okay. Um, that was before I truly started my freshman year coming in for orientation. That was my major. Got to orientation, went to go talk to one of the professors, and I felt like literally everything he said went right over my head. And I ultimately decided, yep, this is not what I am meant to do. Um, So then I actually ended up in speech pathology. Mm -hmm. Loved that for a long time, but I just felt like it was kind of a narrow path for me, being somebody who's a little bit more extroverted. And I didn't really want to be in an office all day. So that was something where... I kind of took that, I took my love for people and um, thought about what major really would fit me best. So after looking into things, I kind of realized that like marketing and sales and things like that are um, sort of an area that I felt like would really fit me well. Um, You know, just 
talking to people, making relations, and just kind of getting to be creative here and there. So that's what ultimately drew me in that direction. But I truly have enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. College of Business treats me well. So yeah, I get it. Shout out to the Cobb. Oh yeah, um, Cobb and I, I know. Yeah, pr- <laughs> loud and proud, right? Oh yes, um, absolutely. So I, and I know what you mean about like picking marketing because there's a creative aspect of it. Because I, I knew I wanted to be in business, but I knew that I didn't want like to be in the numbers-driven sort of business Absolutely. majors like finance accounting and, and accounting. Finance, I yeah. couldn't do any of that. So it was sort of like process of elimination, but yes. it worked out for me, so I think it's going to be all right yeah. for you too. I'm excited for it. Yeah, good deal. And so, Gabe, um, yeah, man, talk a little bit about yeah. why Louisiana Tech for you because um, everyone's story is a little bit different. But. Yeah, so unlike everyone else, seems like I am not from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I am a military brat, so I live in Oregon. Alaska, Utah, Virginia, and now here. Wow. So I've been living here for the past six years in Benton, Louisiana, so Mm -hmm. about an hour away. And so Tech, um, so I did junior ROTC back in high school, and Tech hosts a drill competition at Lambright every year. And it's freshman year, you know, with my little rifle and my little uniform, you know, (laughs) I'm coming up here uh, every year. And freshman year, I came to Tech, and something about the atmosphere really drew me in. And like, you know, Lambright's cool gym. And I was like, as a freshman me, I was like, what, 15, like 14, 15 years old. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, this <laughs> is college. Yeah. And so um, so I grew up with military brat. So the military was my plan for the last 19 years of my life. And um, I want to come tech because they have an RTC program, the Air Force ROTC here. And so I was stuck between going to Oregon because I'm from Oregon. So my mom was like, be a duck at Oregon University. Or my dad was like, go to Air Force Academy. And then Louisiana Tech University. I was like, okay, we got these huge school in Oregon, mm-hmm. a, military, a military academy in Colorado, or a small engineering school in Louisiana about an hour away. And ultimately, Louisiana Tech just felt home to me. Like, I, every time I came here for any event during high school, it just felt like, like a fantastic experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I toured at LSU, went to ULM, and all that stuff. And like, I just didn't feel that vibe. And, um, Tech really made me feel like an individual while like other schools made me feel like a number. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, junior year, senior year, I was um, applying for college, all that fun stuff. And I got scared because I didn't get accepted to Tech like late senior year because so my ST scores went to like Louisiana Technical College. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So like I was getting accepted letters from like LSU, ELM, and I'm sitting here like, where's my Tech one? Yeah. Like, tech's my school. Like, Ultimately, I was like, hey, where's what, what's the deal? And they're like, oh, we don't have HC scores. I was like, that is bad. Yeah. Oops. Let's, yeah. let's get that fixed. And so um, contact ACT and they sent the scores over. And then ultimately, I got the letter back. And um, I was super excited. And so I am not the best in ACT. So I had to do a Bridge to Bulldog program here at Tech my before freshman year. And I have no regrets going through that. Cause, yeah, you know, it's helped out a lot of people. Yeah, it helped a lot of people. Like, for me, like at first, I felt like out of place because it's like you feel like you're behind other people. But Miss um, Melanie, director of that program, really helped me like, you know, fit in with other tech students. And you know, at first, it felt like a disadvantage getting involved on campus. But ultimately, it was super easy to get my name built up. And here I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Gabe, you are a junior aviation major. Correct. Right. Okay. So. There's, I see the sort of common thread, ROTC, and then avi- I see sort of how you got there. But talk about um, what aviation, like it, why why is that it for you? So aviation, so as a kid, airplanes, love them. Yeah. I love them. I think they are sexy. It sounds weird because <laughs> they are 
they are they are amazing like they're like metal birds you know birds can be just as beautiful and so as a kid you know i never really like got into flying like the airplane itself and then getting older uh testing out with friends like getting hopped into airplanes during my program and rotc you know look at the feel of it i really enjoyed it and just something about going up there every time is really like a stress reliever because you know seeing the ground get smaller 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 you know makes really makes you think a lot more about like life like oh we really just are like this yeah, little perspective little, exactly yeah. and so that's what i like about it because it's like you're just up there doing your own thing yeah um for sure yeah we've had um jordan lyons and gage mcclinton on the podcast before and um they talked pretty in depth about aviation um and talking to them you know they talked about sort of the paths after mm -hmm. graduation so what kind of is your plan with your aviation degree so my plan originally was the military but mm -hmm. i've you know, have other plans or option now. So I might go into the airline industry mm -hmm. because the pilot shortage is a real thing and they are paying good money for mm -hmm. it. And so making six figures in like next couple of years after college sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I say go for it. I think, I think you'll do all right. Absolutely. Um, so you two, uh, I, I mentioned up top that um, Elizabeth, you're our new SGA president and Gabe, you're our new SGA vice president. Um, and the recent elections that happened uh, during the spring quarter, um, you both have been involved in SGA for a while, right? Yes. Okay, correct. so what was your first role in SGA? So my first role in SGA was actually as sophomore senator, which I believe is the same for Gabe here That's as well. Correct. So we actually, neither one of us were in it our freshman year, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of funny because, you know, it's now such a big part of our lives. Right. You would have thought that we started off in it from the get-go. Um, but for me, I... Loved kind of watching a lot of my friends who were involved in SGA kind of grow in it during my freshman year. It may not have been their freshman year. It might have been their sophomore year, mm -hmm. um, whatever. But I really, really loved getting to see, like, all the good work that they were doing for our school. So sophomore year rolled around, and I decided I was actually going to run for senator. And I kind of had, you know, spent the year working up my name, I guess you could say, making good connections and you know, networking around mm -hmm. school a little bit. Um, but I actually ended up running against Annabeth Raley, and she is also an orientation leader with us this summer as well. But if you know anything about SGA, there are two Senate seats for every class. So it was just the two of us running. Mm -hmm. We both took the W on that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was a really great time, like, just getting to be on the Senate side of things. I loved that. But I, I know Gabe had a little bit of a different experience oh, than yeah. I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> tell us about SGA, it. I ran for freshman senator my freshman year mm -hmm. and took an L. I lost. Um, <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. happens. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I was really discouraged. And I was like, I don't want to be in SGA no more. And um, sophomore year comes around. You know, freshman year I built up credibility, like, getting involved in BCM, getting involved in PLC, other things on campus, and just getting, getting to know more people. And uh, sophomore year comes around, and it was tough because it was five people running for two. Okay, wow. Yeah, it was like wow. five or six it people running for two seats. Wow. And two of them were re-elections from – they were freshman senators, re you know, going for re-election. So I was like, okay, I'm going against two people who are already freshman senators, three other people, and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I pushed hard for a campaign, made buttons, you know, talked to people, and 
When your, I, you wore your goofy hat. Yeah, my goofy hat. Head. So hey, for if those who like back in the day, because I was like, you know, I'm thinking politics. Like if I wear a hat, people will recognize that. Like people sure. will remember the guy with the hat. And so, um, oh man, I like I don't like talking about that time, but um, <laughs> but when I won, it was such a like like I'm like oh I won like I, this is crazy. And so I was super excited again at SJA being part of Senate. You know, federal official like with Robert's rules and stuff. You know, dressing up and stuff, and um. It's crazy. It's like, you know, I lost freshman senator and here I am today as the vice president. So, yeah. So, um, what kind of made you guys want to take on these more? Because, like, president and vice president are sort of the highest up executive roles in the organization. So, um, what made you want to sort of take that leap and, and go for sort of these these roles? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, after I was sophomore senator, I got elected to be secretary of SGA, and that is a student-wide election mm-hmm. um, for that position, as is president and vice president. Um, but that was just kind of my first step to wanting to take on a little bit more responsibility within the organization. Um, and then when it came time for this past year's elections, um, you know, president was just kind of, it felt like it was the next step for me. I knew that SGA has become such a big portion of my life and I've dedicated so much time and effort into it. And it was, it kind of became like my baby, you know, I Mm -hmm. wanted to see it grow. Um, And with everybody else on our executive team from last year, so, you know, Kiara Bombard, Gage McClinton and Ty Hogg, all three of them were graduating or moving on to other things. So now, you know, Gage is actually a flight instructor here mm-hmm. at Tech. Yep. Um, but Kiara and Ty have both graduated. So it just kind of felt like it was my perfect moment to get to take on that next step of being president. Um, and kind of some of my main goals running for that position were to just get the student body engaged as much as I possibly could. You know, after COVID, that's been a huge issue that we've yeah. seen just worldwide. I mean, everywhere engagement's just been low, but that as well as communication and just making sure that we were being as open with the student body as we possibly could. Um, and I would say that, you know, so far I feel like we've done an excellent job of that and we just want to continue to push for that, you know, more and more, but I don't know. It's just kind of become like our little baby, I believe. And so, I'm loving every second of it, but cherishing every moment. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it, it shows you care about it too, which is always good. Absolutely. Um, Gabe, what about you? Why the vice presidency, man? Oh, man. So leadership, you know, as a as I said, back in junior RTC, I was in multiple commanding positions. And ultimately, I was the uh, cadet colonel in my high school and being over you know, 100-plus students. Mm-hmm. And just something about being a leader really, like, drew me in, like, I like being in other smaller roles and stuff, but, like, being the leader, like, getting things done, like, not micromanaging, but making sure, like, okay, this person, this person, this person, get their stuff done. And just, um, I believe it's my, like, you know, it's my purpose on this earth to, like, be a leader in this world. And so, like, smaller things like this, like, granted, this is a vice president of a small university, you know, it's still an important role because, you know, we're still, you know, being in charge of a whole student government association. And so being vice president is that, like I said, with her, you know, secretaries at the steps. And I really like this job because, you know, being president of the Senate, you know, 
your senior senators, especially like younger ones, write these bills and resolutions are impacting the student body. Yeah. And seeing that happen and encouraging senators to do that and then seeing it, you know, reality happen, like, oh, you write a bill for tables, and now it's tables outside, the cafeteria, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I really like that because, like, oh, I was, you know, I saw that happen. Like, I helped this senator get to that point where that can make that happen. Yeah. And so that's why I like it. I like it because not for myself, but seeing other people do great things because, you know, Every, everything needs a you know leadership position, leadership, you know. And so seeing senators, you know, it's really hard for senators to, to get encouraged to write bills, you know, because the school's busy, busy and there's yeah. a lot of stuff to take care of. And so I'm trying to, you know, like, hey, you got this. Like, let's get some bills done. Let's get some stuff done. And then seeing them actually do it is really amazing. Yeah, the, a real impact. You yeah, know, you, exactly. see, you see the actual impact of the work that you guys are doing. So speaking of the work that you guys are doing, what are some things you're looking forward to doing in SGA over the next year? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I kind of have had this funny saying among all of our SGA members throughout the year that kind of relating back to the engagement side of things, getting SGA members engaged and stuff is kind of where I think it's starting. So I've told everybody for every meeting we've had so far, I've said our job is to do more than we have to because we want to. And that's kind of been like our common goal. Um, So, Genuinely, many of our things that we've had from past years, I'm not even all that worried about changing them. I just want us to do them to the best of our abilities and make sure that this year for SGA is going to be the strongest year we've had in a long time, making sure that dog haul goes well Mm -hmm. um, as school starts up in the fall. And we have as many participants in that as we possibly can. So any organizations listening, be on the lookout for that, please. Yeah, for That's sure. an innocent plug. But, um, you know, making sure that homecoming goes well and we have as much participation with that as we possibly can. Um, big event, SGA week, all of our different things that we have going on. My main goal is just to make sure that the student body and SGA itself is getting as involved as we possibly can and just kind of making the most of every experience that we have because we're all only in college for four, maybe five six years if you're really pushing (laughs) it but um you know we just want to make sure that every second that we have here on campus is one that's worthwhile so that's kind of my goal this year for our students and my goal is you know obviously the senate trying to pass resolutions legislation Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but like i think for me biggest goal is to bring back that spirit bring back that hype in sga and because you know tech Getting a lot of new things this fall. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of construction on campus. I'm like just trying to get students adapted to that new change because change can affect a lot of people. And you know, it's one thing. It's one thing is in construction, but like, there's a lot of stuff being built up, being mm-hmm. renovated. And so, trying to get students hyped up for that because you know we are old school. You know, we have a lot of things to update, but. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of tradition yeah, around here. Yeah, a lot of tradition. Here. So, like, yes. I know the biggest one's like the seal. You know, everyone's up, like, you know, like, oh, the seal's gone. What about now? So, like, trying to you know, create new school spirit around stuff like that, like new fountain, you know, over there. And so just overall, same thing, like bringing the hype back in SGA and the student body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, it's a SGA positions are sort of a revolving door. So, Absolutely. you know, it starts within the organization, getting everybody committed, but it sounds like you guys are, um, pretty good set up to be pretty good leaders for the next year. We're working on it. We're doing our best. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned, um, you know, students being busy, and uh, I think you guys are no exception. Uh, we we talked up top a little bit about how um, you're both OSLs this summer. Um, so, 
as with SGA, you know, there's like a sort of journey to SGA, what makes you want to be a part of it. So what made you want to try to be an OSL? Gabe, do you want to go first for this one? Oh, man, what made me an OSL? So same things are like, you know, being in leadership. But like, it's not really leadership. It's more like, you know, inspiring the next generation of tech students is such an important job and thing mm-hmm. to do because, you know, I want other students to love tech as much as I do. And so being in OSL would be such a great experience because being in charge of a small group of freshmen, getting them hyped up for tech, getting them love tech, um, it is, you know, not for the faint of heart. And so, like, I knew this job was going to be hard, but I love every part of this, you know, experience. Like, so when I applied, um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. But when I got it, I was like, all right, let's 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 get this done. Mm-hmm. Like, we got this. And I cannot ask for a better staff like this. I love this staff. Like everyone's everyone in the staff is a family member to me. Like till the day I die, I'm gonna be contact these people. Like they're coming to my wedding, they're coming to my like, my baby showers and stuff like that. <laughs> and so the baby showers. The baby showers. And so <laughs> like it is an amazing staff and I just can't wait for the next two sessions ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, because we're halfway through yeah. Yeah. halfway. I know that's crazy. Sad. Oh my gosh. Well I know for me, um Orientation has, gosh, it's been something that I have wanted since the day I stepped foot on campus. Really? Um, Yeah, because I, you know, I came here for my freshman orientation, and I got along so well with all of the orientation leaders from that summer. So shout out to 2019 staff. But um, they were just awesome. They just treated us all like family, even though, I mean, kind of the same things I said earlier with my student recruiter. They just treat you like family right off the bat. Like, it's there's no question about it. They know that if you're Mm -hmm. a bulldog, you're part of the family. So that was kind of one of the coolest things in the world. And to this day, you know, I still have very close relations with all of those orientation leaders, Demi McGinnis, David Black, Daniel Smith, all of them have been such good friends of mine. Um, And so it's just kind of fun to get to see that these people who were my leaders originally were still my friends friends the entire way along. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the coolest thing for me. Um, I actually applied for orientation um, last year and, you know, went through the whole process, ended up not getting it, but it was a very important growing experience for me, I think I would say. Kind of taught me a lot about, you know, what I truly need and what I just really want. And I realized that orientation isn't something that I need. It was just something that I truly wanted. Um, But you know, overall, I was not going to let that stop me. I applied again this past year, tried out, um, ended up getting it. And I can tell you that these past two sessions have been some of the best memories of my college experience. My groups have been so much fun. They've been, you know, so easy to get along with. They've all made friends with each other. And I know that was kind of one of my ultimate goals coming into this was just make sure that I was, you know, not doing the relationship building for my groups but kind of helping them foster those relationships on their own and I'm very proud to say that my groups have done that you know they I like to joke around about my honors group because they still to this day text in our group me just about every day and you know mess with me constantly but (laughs) that was kind of the I I meant for that to happen yeah you you know know, it helps them exactly that was my intended goal give them a common goal to bully me and so (laughs) it worked out that way um but 
gosh, I love the, those kids, and I am really, really, really looking forward to these next two sessions, just having fun with everybody and helping them make some memories. Yeah. Don't want these sessions to go by too fast, though, right? I oh, know. Yeah. We always say... Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't that's, blink. <laughs> that's like our common thing. We always yeah. say, don't blink, and man, yeah, I've we, been blinking. Yeah. Because we started back in January, and here we are now. Yeah, no kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, goodness. Um, besides the sweltering heat, what is the hardest part of orientation during the summer? Probably wrangling all the freshmen in. Like, okay, so like this last session, I had 28 freshmen. And just trying to keep track of all of them. Yeah. You know, freshmen to go out, you know, do their own thing. Like, I'm not coming to this. I don't want to do that. So like trying to encourage them to come to every part of orientation is the hardest part, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of playing along with that, I would say that one of the most difficult things that I've kind of seen for me is trying to find the balance between keeping my kids engaged in what we're talking about, even though it may be extremely uninteresting, um, but still trying to make it fun for them. Um, yeah, because that's a bit, that's kind of the, the main point of orientation, right? You, right. you got to get set up for your first, right. your first so quarter. They're learning all about boss and how to yeah. log into that stuff and how to view their grades and sign up for classes. And while that's kind of, you know, fun the first time, I'm sure, it gets to just be more of a pain. And um, I know that that's kind of one of those parts that, as a freshman for myself, that was what stressed me out more than anything because it just seemed like such a tough process to try and make sure you were doing every step properly. Um, And so that's probably been the most difficult thing for me is making sure that, you know, all of my freshmen are truly getting an understanding of what they're doing without being overwhelmed and still being engaged with it all. Because I know that was super overwhelming for me. So honestly, throughout the entire thing, I'm like, okay, anybody have any questions? If y'all do, I promise no question's a dumb question. Like, ask away. Um, but overall, I'd say they've gotten a pretty good grasp. So I can't complain too much. Yeah, I think so. I think that speaks to the quality of our OSLs too. And- we honestly, try, we try. Honestly, the whole orientation, you know, the whole orientation itself is hard on me because I'm a 2020 kid, so I had the COVID year. So I had yeah, Zoom yeah. for orientation. So oh, I, yeah. ne- I never had presents. Yeah. I never had any of this, like, in-person stuff. So, like, trying to, like, Nothing learn. To base it off. Exactly. Though, yeah. So I was like, what is orientation? Like, it's it a whole new universe for, computer for you. Me. <laughs> and so trying to, like, learn the whole traditions and stuff. Like, okay, this is what we do. So luckily, you know, people on staff are older that gone through the, like, Elizabeth, she, you know seeing what they're doing. Okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. And I will say it's kind of it's kind of interesting because it's almost 50-50 with our staff as who was um, the incoming class of, you know, 2020 um, as opposed to some of the older grades. But it really has been so awesome to get to watch everybody in that 2020 class Honestly, just because now they're getting their orientation, right, yeah, yeah. right, and they're getting to experience all of these things for the first time. Like it was so fun whenever we first all watched a presents together and saw how it was supposed to go, and they were like, "Oh, really? Like that's how that is?" So it really has just been so much fun to get to watch a lot of them like learn how orientation really is supposed to be, or um, I guess how tech makes it out to be, because it's just a experience unlike any other. So yeah, and with your student groups, each session, you know, you mentioned that. The, the parts that they have to learn because it was what makes you a successful student as you start. Right. But you're sort of having to balance like the business and the pleasure sides of orientation because, you know, you get here and 
you're looking forward to this event and doing this thing or doing mm-hmm. this and then but at the same time you have to register for classes and yeah. do this and that so and go to um, your, your college socials yeah and all these things that they're like oh, i could go take a nap i'm like no no go to these things yeah. otherwise i'm not giving you your tech id by the end of the week yeah. <laughs> that's my threat whatever works hey if right. you're getting them if you're getting them where they need to right. go exactly um <laughs> yeah so um orientation uh not to be taken lightly as an OSL, but um, you guys are making the most of it. And again, you, what you both have echoed um, in talking about why SGA, why tech, why be an OSL. Um, you know, you guys always bring up these these key words: family, home, things like that. And and everyone we talk to on this podcast, when they talk about tech and the things they do at tech and the things we do at tech as a university, they always say those same words. So um, it's cool to see that common thread sort of um tie 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 us all together the tech family you know it's not just a phrase honestly i'm just very excited for the year ahead i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and i really really do hope that we are able to um push as many students to get involved with things as possible and i think honestly a lot of that starts with this freshman class and you know us building up a lot of those relationships and things like that during orientation hoping they'll carry that into the school year um but overall, I think it's going to be a great year. Very excited for it. It's going to probably be our first truly normal year that we've had in a while. I so. hope so. I hope you're right. Hopefully Fingers crossed. I'm hoping I'm not jinxing anything. Yeah. Gabe, final thoughts, man? Um, same thing. Just, you know, excited for the school year. Um, I think, you know, us being OSLs, we're happy to have this freshman class to get involved in campus because we do have a lot of executives like Union Board, SGA, other organizations in this staff. And so I think this freshman class are going to be coming in, you know, head first, getting involved in everything, and I'm excited for that. So They yeah. truly are. There yeah, are so many are. that have, um, you know, already said, well, I think I want to go for this organization. And I'm like, good. Yeah, go for Even it. Even if it's yeah, one yeah. I've never heard of, I'm like, yeah. good. That's awesome. Involvement is involvement. You know, It is, exactly. And, exactly. Um, every little bit helps, and you guys are certainly involved. Um, okay. So good luck with your last two orientation sessions of the summer. Um, I know um, that you all are going to do great things, and, and our incoming class is going to be well-prepared. Um, looking forward to seeing what SGA does this year. Um, you guys are definitely shaping up to be good leaders already. So, um, good luck with all that, but thanks for being on beyond 1894 today. Um, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Absolutely. Thank Thank you, you. Gavin. Thank you for listening to beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.